Welcome back into the Rocky Top Talk podcast. I am your host, Terry Lambert, joined as always by Evan Winter. Evan, uh, you can almost taste it. Football is almost here. Oh, yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited. We were just talking before the show, you know, about two, two and a half weeks out. Man, can taste it, can smell it, can feel it. It's here. Uh, the hair is actually standing up on the back of my neck right now. So, yeah, I'm ready. Finally, it's been a it's been a quiet off season. You know, that's something we were talking about before we hopped on here. Uh, we're just we're we're not used to that. You know, as people that cover Tennessee, uh, we're used to just things being weird and bizarre. And uh, it's been it's been pretty quiet for a few months. So maybe that's a good thing. Uh, we're gonna get into all the camp buzz. Uh, you know what we're hearing, what we're seeing out on the practice field. Uh, before we do that, remind you, we write for RockyTopTalk.com. Uh, check there daily for the latest news and updates, uh, especially now. You know, this is such an exciting time of year. Football right around the corner. It's almost game week. You know, we're two weeks away from, from being game week. So, uh, really exciting time to uh, to log on to RockyTopTalk.com and check out all we've got going on over there. Uh, before we, we hop in with both feet to football, Tennessee got some pretty big basketball news, um, expected news, uh, but big news nonetheless. Keon Johnson, uh, a four-star shooting guard uh, from Bell Buckle, Tennessee, committed to Tennessee last week. Uh, you know, really got this 2020 class off and running for Rick Barnes. Uh, it's his second top 35 commitment of the the cycle so far. And, and look, Tennessee's not done in this class, so. It's just interesting, you know, it wasn't too long ago. It was probably this time last year when, when Tennessee picked up Josiah James, uh, you know, the five-star guard who's going to be a big part of Tennessee basketball this year. Uh, you know, people were saying Rick Barnes can't recruit. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the thing uh, with him at Tennessee. But uh, now you look at it, this class is coming together. Uh, you know, those people are looking pretty dumb right now. Yeah, I mean, Rick Barnes doesn't get star recruits, right? I mean, right. Uh, you just got to love this pickup. And like you said, add it with um, Jaden, the shooting guard. I, think, oh, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, Jaden Springer. Right. Uh, yeah, combine those two together, and all of a sudden, you know, Tennessee's backcourt in 2020 is absolutely legit. And then you throw in Corey Walker, who's obviously a shooting forward, but that's three top 50 recruits right there. And, I mean, the key now is, you know, obviously 2019, it's going to be whatever it is. Um, you know, no, there's no telling how 2019 is going to go. Uh, but if the big guys can develop for the 2020 year, you know, you're talking your Euros, Plavich, is that how you say it? That's Plavich? it. That's, that's close enough. Yeah, you know, we'll right. go with it. <laughs> I've been practicing my Serbian. Right. <laughs> and then you've got the other kid, uh, Oliver K- Kamawa, I believe. He's yeah, from- yeah, we're gonna have to work on on this these pronunciations. Rick Barnes made it tough on us. <laughs> and then if Zach Kent, obviously, you know, if, if any of them can develop um, how you would hope, then 2020 should be a really fun year for Tennessee basketball. Yeah, and, and poor Bob Kessling. You know, this, this guy is gonna have to say those two names a lot. You know, over the last over the next four years, so. Uh, be thinking no, about Bob interested. there. Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but I'm more interested in the guy who yells, oh, Bert, 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 Bert Camp, yeah. 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 I, I want to see how he deals with it. Right. Yeah, but you, know, you, you touched on it there. Jaden Springer um, is a five-star target. I think he's the 12th overall player in right. the 2020 class, according to 247 Sports. Uh, Tennessee's high on that list. They're in the final five. Uh, you know, North Carolina's getting a lot of love for him. 
Uh, we'll see if Tennessee can close out that deal. But, you know, nobody really expected Tennessee to land Josiah James either. Uh, but Rick Barnes came in with that relationship, that long-standing relationship, offered him from eighth grade on. Uh, you know, James saw what, what this Tennessee basketball program had turned into, uh, how Rick Barnes develops players. And that's his number one recruiting tool. That team last year is his number one recruiting tool. Uh, you know, not a player in the top 100, a bunch of three-star kids out here uh, going to the number one team in the land. So uh, big things for Tennessee basketball. You know, it might be a little bit of a down year this season. Uh, maybe not, uh, but uh, 2020 is, is looking pretty bright. Uh, moving on to football. Got some tough news last week. Uh, you know, everybody, it, it seems like we get very confident in the, in whoever we cheer for just a couple of weeks out. I think we reached that point with Tennessee. But uh, we got some uh, cold water thrown on our face last week with the injury news of Emmett Gooden going down. You know, he was going to be the guy that, that kind of manned the middle for Tennessee on that defensive line. Uh, losing him is just a huge, huge blow. Yeah, no doubt. And the question is now who is going to take his place? Who's going to be that guy that kind of makes everything go up front? Obviously, Aubrey Solomon is the answer, but we have no idea how that's going to work out. And even then, um, Aubrey Solomon is 6'5", 299. Emmett Goodman, well, he was 6'3", 290. So uh, uh, Solomon brings more size than Gooden, so that's actually a good thing. I almost walked into the trap on that one. Uh, but uh, So that's obviously the, the obvious answer. But um, if we're going to go, you know, the guys that, that the Vols actually have on the roster, um, it's hard because you got two Juco guys and you've got two redshirt freshmen. So, you know, it, there's not really much in between. I would like to see Greg Emerson uh, right. step up and take the job. I really loved what I saw out of him coming into Tennessee. I mean, he's just explosive. Um, he can eat up space if he absolutely has to. I think he would be the best fit. But I wouldn't mind see Daryl Middleton take a crack at it, too. He's a gargantuan at 6'7", 3'11". But depending on how good his inside moves are, I, I think I would roll with Greg Emerson on this one. And I, I think Pruitt said it best. Uh, he said, we've got 10 or 11 guys on the defensive line. And they're all the same. There's not much separation. I don't. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I guess you can look right. at it one or of of two ways, you know. Um, but it, I think it all starts with Aubrey Solomon. First of all, absolutely ridiculous that the NCAA has yeah. not ruled on so this. Uh, I mean, it, it's it, us. So what do we expect? Yeah, if if Solomon was a quarterback, he'd have an answer. You know, two weeks after he declared uh, that he was coming to Tennessee, but. Uh, it's just the way the NCAA works. We've been waiting for yeah, what he announced in December. Um, yep. So it's just it's just ridiculous. Tennessee needs him. They need a, a veteran there. Uh, like you said, it's a bunch of JUCO guys and a bunch of unproven guys. So a guy like Greg Emerson is going to have to step up uh, in a big way. Matthew Butler is going to have to step up. Sevion Williams is going to have to step up, and, and we don't even know what we have in him. You know, you touched on Daryl Middleton, a guy with size, six foot seven, three hundred eleven pounds. Uh, it's it's going to man the middle there. So, just a bunch of unknowns on that defensive line for Tennessee. Uh, definitely a concern going in. Uh, but one thing they do all have is size. Uh, so so Tennessee does have that going for them. Uh, but man, Emmett Gooden. Uh, you know, I, I guess you can look at it in, in a positive light. You get him back for next year. You know. 
that so, that 2020 class uh, or that 2020 group is already going to be pretty good, we think, and, and you know that's a big boost. So you hope hope he can uh, go through all the right processes and heal that knee and come back as the same player he was because that guy was really showing out at the end of the season. Yeah, and I mean, knee injuries on big guys are never good. I mean, anything in the lower extremity area like that is never good. So you just hope he can bounce back and hopefully come back stronger than before. And sorry, I got to get this joke in. I thought of it while you were talking. Uh-oh. So I just I got to punch it in. Uh, the NCAA is likely to grant Tate Martell his second transfer before they have saw him back in early play year. You're not wrong. You know, Tate, Tate Martell, of course, lost out on the starting gig in, in Miami after transferring out of Ohio State. So, uh, you know, they seem to favor quarterbacks, and, and you get it. Uh, but definitely – Waiting on, on on a ruling on Aubrey Solomon. That'll be nice to hear. Uh, Tennessee got even more tough news on the football wow. front uh, wow. this week. You know, sorry to be such a downer. Uh, <laughs> but Balaam Buchanan, a uh, guy who started 12 games at the star spot uh, for Tennessee in the secondary, has what Pruitt called the narrowing of the spine. Uh, they've sent him to a bunch of specialists this offseason season. Uh, you know, we really didn't know what the injury was, and then Pruitt came up and came clean this this week and said it was a a little bit more uh, serious than we all had initially thought. Uh, he was limited in the spring. I don't think he's touched the field in the fall. Um, you know, it, it's it's bad to lose a, a veteran leader out there, a uh, 12-game starter, in such a, a critical position within this defense. You know, you were talking about, about it a little bit today with uh, Power T Tate, Austin Burwich in the chat we have. Uh, so, it, you know, it kind of begs the question, who's going to take his spot? Yeah, and first off, narrowing, and I mean, I wasn't laughing at the energy. I was just laughing at the fact, and I brought this up in the chat the other day, is just how are we, we're just constantly hit with these crazy injuries. That's I mean, Yeah, I mean, just starting from, and maybe there's one before this that I can't think of right off the top of my head, but starting from Danny O'Brien basically breaking his neck against Texas A&M, I mean, ever since then, it just feels like just hit after hit in these crazy ways. But anyways, um, yeah, it throws a total monkey wrench into the star position, and you're left wondering who can take over, just like you know the defensive line for Emmett Gooden. Um, I, you would think Nigel Warrior, like we discussed today, would be the best replacement. Um, he's half is the most experienced in general. He kind of fits the size, the prototypical size at six foot one ninety. Um, but he makes a lot of mental errors. Uh, he has to improve his tackling, and those are two key elements to playing the star. Um, Cheyenne Labreza is somewhat of a decent option, but he's more of their money, uh, their money back role. And then, but then you got Tyus Fields. That's who I would honestly wouldn't mind see trying to get a go at it. Um, I really like what he can do, even though he's working a lot with the free safeties. But, you know, the star is kind of that mix between just a hybrid safety and, a, and an upfront player. So, I mean, yeah, big question. I mean, who would you who would you want to see in there? Yeah, I think Tyus is interesting. That's a name that popped into my head. Um, Sean Schamberger, it's a guy that's in his third year of the program. Uh, you know, really flashed when Butch Jones was here. Seemed to really take to things uh, with that previous staff. But whatever reason just hasn't really put it together with this new staff um kind of a guy without a position there uh has worked with the safeties has worked with the cornerback so he he makes some sense to me um you know the most interesting thing to me 
is the emergence of, of Warren Burrell. Uh, yeah. Now, I don't think he's going to play the star, but if he is able to start on the outside, that could kick Alante Taylor, Bryce Thompson, one of those talented defensive backs inside, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, you know, you're, you're just know. lining up in the slot. You're doing more for this defense. You're being more of a versatile player. You're not just limited to being on the outside. So th- that's a interesting thought to me. Um, but, you know, I, I think N- Nigel Warrior is an interesting option there because you have depth behind him at safety. You've got Trayvon Flowers. Uh, you've got Theo Jackson back there. Uh, that can handle safety duties. So and the, the good news is Pruitt has re- recruited really well at the defensive back spot, uh, both corner and safety. There's a lot of versatile bodies there. I think they'll figure it out. Will we have our final answer week one? Um, I, I'm not so sure. But, no, yeah, I don't think so. But, you know, it's just one of those things where we're, we're getting these injuries and, and you're just like, man, can we just have a – continue this dull off season and, and you know Tennessee's already down two starters uh, defensively so can't have much more than that more much more of that uh, because I really thought this was going to be a pretty pretty talented group uh, heading into 2019 um, you know more camp buzz um, Eric Gray the the freshman running back yeah. uh, we had a conversation about him on our last podcast on Tennessee yeah. offensive preview uh, I was higher on him than you were. Uh, you know, you let your, your Ty Chandler love maybe get in the way. Um, but, you know, you just you just flip this kid's tape on from high school. And, you know, this is a, this is, these are big words, but it looks like Alvin Kamara out there. You know, it, it's, right. it's, a, it's not a straight line type deal. It's more of a side-to-side shifty uh, type, type runner, 5'9", uh, 190 pounds. Uh, just is a guy that makes a lot of people miss, and I think Tennessee needs that. He's a guy with a lot of juice in his legs. Um, Tennessee needs somebody behind Chandler to fill that role because I'm just not overly impressed with Tim Jordan. Yeah, man. I mean, and it's nothing but depth, uh, an extra player, an extra playmaker on offense that obviously the offense needs. And you gotta love what you're hearing anytime you bring up Alvin Kamara. I mean, you know, the ghost of Tennessee, um, just it, that's got to bring a smile to your face. And, hey, if he's good enough to where he beats out my boy Ty you know, <laughs> and takes the crown, you know, best running back, then, dude, I'm all for it because that means the kid's really got to be special. And, and I'm totally fine with that. Well, and we've seen Ty go down a couple times, uh, had a concussion week one against West Virginia. So good to have extra juice in that backfield. You know, Tim Jordan's fine. Uh, He's okay. Jeremy Banks has his role. Uh, They need need another playmaker to emerge right there. Uh, And it it certainly sounds like they're they're starting to see one. Uh, All right, we'll take a short break, and we will continue our talk about Tennessee Camp Buzz in just one minute. All right, uh, welcome back into the Rocky Top Talk podcast. Uh, you know, we're talking about Tennessee's camp buzz. You know, some things that we've seen leaking out. Uh, we're not out there at practice, so we're kind of having to talk about some secondhand stuff. But you know, that's kind of the fun of, of this time of year. Um, yeah. I, we need to talk about Warren Bur- Burrell a little bit more. You know, I touched on him before. Uh, this this kid's a three-star prospect. Uh, and I, he was not on my radar to play this season. No. Um, and he has come in, and, and according to Jeremy Pruitt, is pushing Alante Taylor. 
uh, is pushing Bryce Thompson. Um, so I, I think it's important to remember Elante Taylor and Bryce Thompson were recruited as athletes, four-star athletes, uh, not a lot of defensive experience. They're still learning the position. Uh, Burrell was recruited as a cornerback. He is a cornerback. That's all he does. So uh, got really good size, six foot, uh, got that length, uh, and has really come in and impressed. And for Pruitt to talk so glowingly about a true freshman, uh, that's something that, that we haven't really seen uh, in, in his short time here. So I, I think I, I think I'm, I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic that he can be that third guy in the rotation uh, and, and maybe even start over Taylor or Thompson and, and kick one to the star. Yeah, I mean, how big would that be? And going back to what you said um, in the Buchanan discussion about a Pruitt's ability to recruit uh, good defensive backs, well, he, um, he can also develop them, which is even more important. I mean, obviously we saw with Butch, it doesn't matter how good your recruits are if you can't develop them worth the crap. So um, you got to love hearing this. I want to see him on the outside because, honestly, unless you're fe- uh, facing just an absolutely an elite offense, which, you know, Tennessee will see a couple of good offenses this year, um, you're not really worried about the deep ball as much. You're worried more about the middle of the field. So kicking Elante Taylor or Bryce Thompson in, on the inside, where they, where their athleticism is more is needed more, uh, probably so if I'm thinking correctly, then they'll be able to make they'll be able to guard the middle of that field, force teams to make those down the field throws more often, which aren't as easy to complete in college. I mean, it just has all kinds of resounding effects um, all over the defense if he can in fact take over that outside spot. Yeah, so it's exciting. You know, another piece, you always love those unexpected pieces that emerge quickly. Uh, you know, I wasn't really even expecting too much out of Eric Gray and, and boom like that. You've already got two freshmen uh, that, that are ready to contribute. Uh, so, so that's exciting. Uh, you know, and I, I think the most important part of this team, I think we both agree, is the offensive line. Uh, yeah. Finding that right combination of the starting five is, is going to be paramount to – uh, Will Friend uh, and uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, we got our first look. Um, well, Pruitt got his first look at, at what his starting five could look like uh, in the scrimmage on Sunday that was closed to all media. Uh, but, of course, you, you had some information leak out. Um, they went with Wanya Morris, five-star freshman at uh, left tackle, as expected. Um, but they went with a different uh, guy at right tackle. Uh, they went with Tatum over uh, Darnell Wright. Uh, five-star freshman was on the bench at, to, instead of at right tackle. Um, that, that's interesting to me. You know, we, we've been preaching patience uh, with with Darnell Wright. Uh, I, I thought he'd be kind of a plug-and-play. He still might be. Uh, you know, Tatum has put on weight. I think he showed up to Tennessee at 260 pounds. Uh, he's up to 320 now. So. Uh, Pruitt's still trying to get rid of, of all of the uh, slender offensive linemen that, that Butch Jones recruited. Uh, <laughs> he, he's finally getting some SEC butts on, on that offensive line. Uh, they went Jerome Carvin, Brandon Kennedy, and Riley Locklear on the interior. Um, obviously, no Trey Smith. Uh, still not doing contact. Uh, I think I heard he was doing light contact, so uh, he might be closer to a return. But, um, you know, it's... It, an interesting first look um, at this offensive line, and what strikes me is the depth. You know, you, to, to have a guy like Darnell Wright on the bench uh, says something about where this offensive line is. 
um, especially where it came from. So uh, you've also got Jameer Johnson, Ryan Johnson, uh, Trey Smith, as I, I talked about, and Karan Calvert, uh, all his potential options there. So uh, a lot more depth uh, at this time this year than last year. Yeah, man. I mean, they're really the only disappointing thing, and you counteracted it perfectly, is, you know, not seeing Darnell uh, Wright's name on there. But, like you said, I mean, if he if Tatum is good enough to push Darnell Wright for the starting job and have a starting job right now, we – obviously, Darnell Wright has to be good. I mean, he's top five – or he's a five-star recruit, and the uh, top schools are going after him from all over the country – and that's a definitely a good sign. Um, I was a little little interested to see Riley Locklear there at uh, the right guard spot. Um, I was more expecting Ryan Johnson to get that, but you know, obviously, it's it's a scrimmage. It doesn't mean anything right now. Um, but regardless, I don't think we're really going to know who's starting five until maybe even week two or three of the regular season. Yeah, and and Clint Island wrote a little something about this on uh, the the potential of. Uh, Darnell Wright starting at guard, uh, and, and that's that's interesting. If if Marcus Tatum is the guy at right tackle, can Wright carve out a role at, at right right guard? You know, um, yeah. if you can get Trey Smith back, uh, and that becomes your offensive line, that is a huge offensive line oh, ready yeah. to run the football, um, and that's something Tennessee hasn't had in a long time. So um, I think the main t- takeaway there is depth. Um, they've got 10, 11 guys uh, instead of maybe six or seven guys like it's been the last two years. So, so that's a really good development, um, you know, especially considering the, the injury bug that seems to be lingering around Knoxville. Uh, you know, looking at some more of these freshmen, uh, Quivaris Crouch uh, is, has had a little bit of a change. Uh, you know, I think we were projecting him on the inside just because of his size. Um, he's working on the outside and, you know, I've got mixed feelings on this. I think you do too. Uh, Tennessee needs somebody, uh, to get after the passer. Uh, you know, this roster is, is, is just not ready in that aspect. Jeremy Pruitt has not been able to link, to lure that big four or five star recruit, uh, into this Tennessee pass rush just yet. So, uh, they've got to get more production, on the other side there, and Quavaris Crouch could be an answer there, uh, I, even though I don't think it's going to be his long-term uh, solution. So, like, I really don't want to doubt Jeremy Pruitt because I did last year when he moved Delonte Taylor to corner, and we all know how that turned out. But this one is odd. Um, definitely thought he's – I mean, Quavaris definitely has the explosiveness. explosiveness. Right. He's got the athleticism to play on the outside. But you really thought, like you said, 6'1", 246. That just feels more suited for inside linebacker. He, you know, at 6'1", he's not going to have necessarily the length that he's going to need, um, that he would have, need on the edge. Um, I don't really know much about his bending or his bendability or his flexibility. And obviously he's going to have to use that when he's trying to get to the top of his pass rush. Um so it's just interesting to see crazy timing that it ha- that they did this move um, just a few days before Jordan Allen went down. So uh, I mean, just which is another unfortunate injury that the balls have had. So I mean, yeah, they need bodies and they've got good depth on the inside uh, with Will Ignat, um, Jay or JJ Peterson, you know, and then obviously you got Daniel Batuli, 
Um, so they've got Ann Henry Taoto, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, but either way, they've got good depth on the inside, so it makes sense to put them on the outside for right now. Uh, let's just hope it works out. Yeah, and, and I look at a guy um, like Crouch, kind of like Rashawn Evans, uh, as a guy yeah. that is, you know, obviously inside linebacker for the Titans, played inside at, at Alabama, but he had some reps on the outside and was really, really good at it. Uh, you know, that was that was where he got to show that explosiveness. Uh, so maybe it, it, it's a spot where uh, Jeremy Pruitt and Derek Ainsley are able to flex him out wide on, on passing situations, let him get after the passer. I think he had, he had 14 or 15 sacks as a junior in, in high school. Uh, you know, it, it, I'm not sure what that says about his ability to, to really uh, get around SEC tackles, but uh, I, I think he's athletic enough. Um, to really make an impact there, just just not really where we thought he'd start, but uh, you know, con- considering Tennessee's need and their lack of pass rushers op- opposite of Daryl Taylor, it makes sense. And and you mentioned the the inside linebackers that Tennessee has, you know, Ignat, uh, Peterson, uh, Batuli, and then you've got Toto there too. Um, he's not really going to play at, at inside linebacker right away. Uh, so if he can help on the edge, why not? Yeah, and you want to get your best athletes out on the field, and he's definitely one of Tennessee's best best athletes. And like I said, doubted Pruitt last year, so I feel kind of off doing it again this year. But <laughs> hey, and obviously, and honestly too, I mean, if he if he gets really good at the edge and can still play inside, just makes him more versatile and helps out this defense more. So you can only go up from here unless he just falls flat on his face. But I, I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, it's probably smart just to let Pruitt do whatever he wants on defense, right. and, and we can second-guess offensive decisions all we want. Uh, but he's proven early on um, that, that he's a, a defensive wizard, uh, you know, had had Tennessee in top 50 in total defense, which was pretty Incredible. impressive yes. uh, considering he was starting, you know, three true freshmen in the secondary at one point in time. So, right. um, you know, up-and-down news uh, for Tennessee – uh, you got some freshmen standing out. You got some key injuries already, uh, but you know, two weeks away, man. Two weeks away, Georgia yeah. State, yeah. Uh, Tennessee will kick things off. We will be here every week breaking it down. We'll do some game previews. We'll do some game reviews. Uh, you know, if you like what you hear, be sure and subscribe. You can get us anywhere uh, podcasts are heard. Um, and again, find us. Find all of our written work on RockyTopTalk.com. You can also find the podcast there. Just scroll down to the bottom of any article you read, and you'll see our RSS feed right there. Uh, So for Evan, this is Terry saying thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time.